Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura, more vocal code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Malachi. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Tuesday evening, everybody. Happy Galentine's Day, actually. And in honor of that, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Ashley Kerbavon of Woman Crush Music in the studio with us. What Thank up, you so much. Up? Welcome back to the show. Yes, it's good to be back. It's been a little bit. You were really excited to introduce me to our other guests tonight as well. We've got Josephine Relly, JoJo Scott in studio, some new singer-songwriters in Portland. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying to uh, navigate our nerves at the beginning of the show. You guys are going to be great. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And by the time the end of the show winds up here, you're going to be like, that was two hours. Trust me, it always goes by super fast. Uh, we're here to talk about the Woman Crush event that's taking place this Sunday. I've got details about that. But before we hop into any questions, I want to kick the show off with an influence that Josephine brought in. Uh, let's talk about Superfruit. Not a band I was familiar with, but I <laughs> love, absolutely love this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Pentatonics, the two members, Scott and Mitch, they are basically what make up Superfruit. And I just... There's just two awesome people. <laughs> so the and so they like awesome. the main members of the band. Um, it's a two-piece synth project. Uh, yeah, they're the two uh, a part of Superfruit. They're the two vocalists within it, um, and oh, they're just awesome and talented people. Yeah, great songwriters. They're doing a lot of really cool things. I dug into a couple of their tracks, but uh, this is really cool. This is called "Goodbye from Lonely" from Superfruit, an influence of Josephine Relly. Stick around. I'll be with her, JoJo, and Ashley Curvabon until 9 p.m. And that's Superfruit here on Sounds of PDX. I am Luke Neal. I've got Ashley Curvabon back in studio with me. You've been my guest multiple times, but uh, this is a really cool visit because you brought some singer-songwriters in that we introduced at the top of the show. But in your own words, please introduce them to our listeners. Sure. So um, today we're very lucky. I'm very lucky to be able to introduce you all to uh, JoJo Scott and Josephine Relly. Um, they are two artists that are going to be performing this Sunday at our first ever Boss Ladies of the Future showcase as part of uh, Woman Crush Music's new series. Um, we're trying to make it a quarterly showcase. Uh, potentially, um, a coffee shop tour is happening this summer. Oh, right on! Yeah, um, exclusive information for, <laughs> for the PRP listeners. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate um, that. <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm just I'm so proud of these two. You know, I I also started doing music when I was around their age and in no shape or form was I as talented as these gals when I was, when I was still a teenager. So, um, so, yeah, I'm really, really, really happy that they're here and that I'm here and that we're all here. So. Well, like you were saying during the, the music break there here in the studio, the differences in their influences that they submitted is pretty crazy. Like it's the whole gamut pretty much, which is really rad. And <laughs> yeah. it's reflected in their music, which we'll hear in the second hour. Uh, but Josephine, I wanted to ask you first, like what was your first tangible memory with music? Maybe not as a songwriter, but when you were young, when did you know that it was something that resonated with you? Um, I think I've just always known it's kind of always been there I don't really remember a time when it wasn't it's just uh, my family has always introduced me to tons of 
amazing artists and just types of music and it's always just been a part of family we'd sing together we'd do all this stuff and yeah I think it's just it's always been there I think I just started realizing um that I wanted to make it like my career um just a few years ago I think about four years ago is when it kind of hit me where I'm like oh I could I could do something with this I think I want to do that <laughs> yeah it's a cool moment for a lot of artists like just realize I can do what they're doing. These people that I've looked up to my whole life. That's yeah. really cool. What type of artists did you listen to around the house growing up? Oh man, I listened to lots of things. I remember ACDC being blasted throughout the house, nice. <laughs> but then also a bunch of awesome blues songs and everything basically. Yeah, that's cool. I could see the blues influence in your music already. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I was really just cool. gonna say that. that. That definitely comes through quite Yeah, a lot. for sure. I'm a big Delta Blues guy, so that'll be fun to, to pick apart here later. Uh, Jojo, how about you? What about your first memory with music? Yeah, so like Josephine said, I've also just always known that like I've been in love with music basically. Um, I know that when I was little, like instead of waking up and crying like normal babies do, I would just sing in my crib and my parents would always be seriously worried about me. They were like, why isn't she crying? Um, so yeah, and I mean, I've just always wanted to be on stage and my mom owns a preschool, so she was able to give me those opportunities um, from the time I could walk basically. That's awesome. We have something in common. One of the first alt rock bands I was in was owned by the keyboardist's in-laws, and mm -hmm. I too played music in a preschool. It was after hours, and we were super loud, but we used their preschool <laughs> for our jam hut for a long time. <laughs> what type of bands did you listen to growing up? Oh, I listened to just everything. I have two older siblings, so it was a lot of uh, pop stuff. Um, I was really into Taylor Swift when I was in elementary school. Um, yeah, I mean, my teachers used to call me Jojo Swift as a joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get into hip hop? Because next on the list is Malcolm Moore. He's a Pacific Northwest kid. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've started getting into hip hop when I was probably sixth or seventh grade. I just remember hearing one of his songs and I was like, oh, this is really good. So I kind of expanded um, that genre and started listening to more amazing artists. So yeah. Yeah, this is a really cool song. Why uh, Wednesday morning in particular? This is kind of a anthemic piece from him. Yeah, so I chose Wednesday morning because one of the things that spoke to me and one of the reasons why I'm in love with Macklemore's music is because he speaks on issues not everyone likes to talk about. Um, I know that this song I really connected with when I first heard it. Um, I remember just crying when I first heard this song. Mm. So I definitely wanted to put this one in here. Well, I'm glad it made the playlist. And the playlist was brought to us from PDX Spotlight. Uh, just Sunday night, the audio sequence episode went live. Thanks again to them for letting us hang out at Vault 111. Uh, next month, you can see the Just People 10-year anniversary show that we filmed. So thanks again uh, to PDX Spotlight for helping me out with this playlist every week. This is an influence of JoJo Scott's. This is Macklemore's Wednesday Morning. Thank you to Living Room and all of our supporters here at Portland Radio Project. We're a nonprofit independent station that plays a local artist every 15 minutes. So thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting community and local radio and local musicians. We just heard Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings sonically throwing it back, but that's a <laughs> 2007 release. Josephine, mm -hmm. you brought that in. Yes. Talk to me about A, what they captured in that recording and B, why it resonates with you. Like, I just think they reached back and captured something from the 50s or 60s so well. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It speaks to just all those old songs that I love so much. And Sharon Jones is amazing. She just owns the entire song with just her voice, just all the emotion and the power, and they just they, encap- they captured so much in that one song. It's amazing. What do you think it is about artists like her or like yourself that this day and age maybe gravi- gravitate to a sound like that rather than what's quote unquote popular? And that's Scope is getting so large these days where something like this can be popular, but what made you gravitate to this type of genre? Um, I think I just love kind of the raw realness that it has. It's it's just very just there. Um, and I think that showcases so much just of what she's feeling and what she's trying to show people through her music just really well. Yeah, super great pick. Thank you so much for bringing that in. Uh, I would like to ask both of you, um, were there any musicians in your life growing up that influenced you personally in your family, friends, or anyone like that? Jojo, let's start with you. Yeah, um, I think Ed Sheeran is definitely one of those artists for me. I just remember like listening to him on the radio one day and him just changing my whole perspective on everything. Um, it really like music wise because music's pretty much my whole life um it made me realize that like i definitely 100 percent can do this just by listening to one song of his and then yeah kind of just yeah it's <laughs> a great artist because he you know crossed the line and, and did kind of an introductory thing for his mm-hmm. career like john mayer did where it mm-hmm. was college acoustic rock um but he's just a really great songwriter collaborates with a bunch of Really great people. Um, He is coming up later in the playlist. Uh, You mentioned Taylor Swift. She's going to be on the playlist later as well. Um, But before we get back to the playlist, Ashley, talk to me about um, the Woman Crush involvement with uh, the Boss Lady Showcase and how people in the future that are listening that want to be a part of this, how can they get involved? Sure. Um, So thanks to my wonderful team of about 25 volunteers now, um, we have a awesome updated website um, and on the website womancrushmusic.com um, if people want they can sign up for our newsletter um, there's also all these great forms now where if people want to uh, perform at a showcase they can submit all their info through there if they want to partner with us uh, they can do that um, but my biggest suggestion to all the artists that want to be involved or anyone really is to go out and support these shows in person Um, Because writing an email is one thing, but it seriously makes such a difference when an artist goes to the shows and introduces themselves to the chapter leaders. Um, And, and, you know, first of all, that support is at this point really um, appreciated and almost necessary for something that's just getting its start off the ground, but growing very quickly. Yeah. Um, And, you know, with this Boss Ladies series that we're launching, it is an all-ages showcase. Um, That means means all ages to come support and also all ages um, can play. We really want to focus it on, you know, the the younger group of rising artists, um, the ones who can't get into the typical music venues, um, because I can't really speak for other cities aside from Portland and New York, because that's what I know. Um, But I know that Portland for sure needs that help, you know, bringing more opportunities to to the underage crowd. So. And we thank you for doing that, Ashley. Oh, 
yes, just doing my job. <laughs> uh, a couple shout outs on the talk board. An anonymous user that did not log in said they're loving the tunes. Thank you for listening in. Terry Briggs, one of my favorite in town. She says, love Sharon Jones and the Dap King. Saw them several years ago mm. at the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival. So good, good pick, Josephine. Hopefully, Terry will uh, enjoy your next pick as well. We've got George Ezra with Drawing mm. Board on the mm. playlist next. Really cool. I love how they record his guitars. And he's just one of those vocalists that, uh, to me, has a little bit of like the genuine crooner vibe of mm. back in the day. Why does he resonate with you as an artist? I love just his kind of style and sound. I feel like it's it's got, it's folk, but it's not quite just folk. He kind of created his own type of tone and just his voice. I get chills every single time I listen to his voice. It's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's what really separates him from a lot of the other folks that are out there right now. Mm -hmm. It's just so distinguishable. You know, it's him when you hear him. So here it is, George Ezra with Drawing Board here on Sounds of PDX. I'll fill your pillowcase all with snakes the mind eats in Enchanted by Taylor Swift here on Sounds of PDX. That's an influence of JoJo Scott. I've got her in studio with Josephine Relly and Ashley Curvabon. Uh, JoJo, I think that Taylor Swift is one of those legacy artists that anyone that is in your generation is going to be impacted by her. She's written so many great songs. You know, I talked to artists who, like, everyone loves David Bowie or has a yeah. Prince story. I really mm -hmm. think Taylor Swift is going to be that for your generation. So uh, when did she come into your life, and what does she mean to you as a songwriter? Yeah, so she. I started listening to her music probably, like, when her first record came out. Um, I just remember a friend telling me about it, and I was like, ooh, I want to go home and listen to this. Uh, and I just remember listening to the whole record and like even when I was just like this young kid being like I want to write songs like that like I had no idea how to write a song but I just thought it was so cool yeah and she's got you know this evolution going on and mm -hmm. we were talking during the music break that some people have stuck with her and some people haven't I think she's in a unique position where her marketing had to be ramped up faster than anyone before because if you Take a look back at someone like Madonna. They had a slow mm -hmm. burn over three decades. Yeah. Now four, where she's been able to evolve herself as an artist. So as a as a singer songwriter, have you thought that far into the future of like maybe I'll do this kind of record someday, or are you just kind of sticking to what feels good right now? Right now, I've been sticking to like what feels good. I've definitely evolved more since my first single come has came out. Um, I've been in the studio a bit and the few singles that I'm releasing next definitely have a different vibe. But I think that's like the beauty of just releasing singles at first because you don't need to know exactly perfectly what you want to do until you like get the right song and then you're like, yes, and then you make a record around it. Yeah, that's wonderful advice that I haven't heard from many artists, but mm -hmm. the ones I hear it from are great artists. Patternist was on the show last week mm -hmm. and he said the exact same thing. His Give It Up EP, he felt Give It Up was a hit and then he wrote three other songs to, to go along with that yeah. as well. Uh, thank you so much for bringing in Taylor Swift. Uh, that's a wonderful influence. And I'm gonna have Ashley pull some double duty since she's been on the show before. Uh, she's gonna read us a question from the talk board. Sure, so uh, this one's from Anonymous, but thank you so much, whoever submitted. Um, this is a question for Josephine and Jojo. As a younger group of performers, do you find it is hard to find supportive groups slash people within the industry because of, because of your age? And I'm going to add something onto that. 
um, not only do you find it hard to find supportive groups or people within the industry because of your age, but what do you think we can do as a community to better support you both? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big question. Loaded that's question. a very yeah. big question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that there are, there's a good mix of things within that. Um, I find that there are a lot of people uh, within music that just love it so much. They love to share it. They love to help people that are kind of around our age and mm -hmm. share what they love. Uh, there are some people I think that maybe since we're so young, view us as not really musicians, maybe not really artists, yeah. but I think it's a pretty good mix. I've met more like people that are willing to help me and love to share the music industry with me than anything else. Yeah, same here. Um, I've definitely have met like people who don't take me seriously or like underestimate me. And it's just like, well, can you really do this? Cause you're only 15 or mm. like whatever. And then like, you just have to prove them wrong. You have to show them all the hard work that you've done. And then they start taking you seriously in my, like in my experience. So what does it mean to you, Jojo, when you have someone like Jacob Westfall, put yeah. his arm around you and mentor you, yeah. friend of the station, shout out to Jacob, mm -hmm. wonderful human being. How did you start working with him? Yeah, so I found out about this open mic at the 1905. Um, and so I showed up with my parents um, and I did not know this at the time, but it was their first one. So I was just like there and I was like, oh, like, cool. There's like a few people. It's like me and like two other artists. And then this guy named Jacob, who I don't know, but he just quickly became like one of like the most important people so far to me um, through my music career. So yeah. Like a producer, what yeah. capacity is he working with you? So right now he's producing some of my singles that are going to be coming out uh, before summer. Awesome. Um, yeah, and he's just helped me a lot with like going in with the songs and just like, here's what I have. And then he's like, oh, well that's really good, but maybe move this verse and then that it would be even better. Um, so he's definitely helping me in like the songwriting way where it's like, I have what I need, but I just need to figure out like, oh, maybe the placement of this should be that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, super great guy. He's next on the PDX Spotlight playlist. Mm -hmm. You selected Someday, uh, the yeah. single you wanted to play. Why this song of his? I think I just connect with it. You know, one of the lines is, someday with a guitar, I'll be playing with the rock stars. Um, and you know, that's what I've always dreamt about. This song, just I really connect with it and everything it has to say. And I will say, if you're not following Jacob on Instagram, it's very entertaining. <laughs> yes, it's it very is. Entertaining. <laughs> That's my shameless plug for Jacob. Uh, here it is, Jacob Westfall with Someday. Stick around. I will be with you until 9 p.m. Jennifer Hudson from Dreamgirls. That is an influence of Josephine Relly. That's a, such a huge song. And then oh. they've got this. Uh, cinematic ending to it, so I had to chop it out early. Uh, <laughs> you were just dying over Jennifer Hudson. Obviously, her voice does something to you. Oh, her Describe voice is it for amazing. us. Yeah, I was out of breath just listening. To oh, that. I know. <laughs> I, oh, I can't even fathom her voice, and I, I don't even know if I can describe how I feel about it. Oh, I want I want to be able to sing like her so bad. <laughs> I, oh, so how do you process that as an artist? Um, you obviously know you have a gift and a talent. Mm -hmm. 
it's just like a you know guitar player. They're mm-hmm. not going to be the Eddie Van Halen right away. But like, how do you work towards that, or at least try to capture what she's giving to you as a fan to put into your own music? Hmm. Um. Well, I like to get inspired by it. I try to keep everything um, that may be kind of a goal that I'm striving for, a very positive type of goal. I have fun with it, and I don't get too uh, strict with myself if I can't quite nail something like that in the first try. Like, that's, oh my goodness, yeah. Um, But I love to use things that I can't do as just this way to really push myself harder and have fun. So let's talk about that, your creative process. Mm -hmm. Um, Your most recent release, uh, you put out No Difference just uh, January 5th, Mm -hmm. uh, which we've got later in the show. No, we do not have later in the show. Um, But you have recently tracked at Map Room. Did you do No Difference there at the Map Room? Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So let's talk about that. You're in the studio. You've got a nice room like the Map Room. Mm -hmm. What do you do as an artist if you're feeling frustrated with yourself? Because there's pressure. Everyone knows that who's doing some recording. How do you work through that as an artist? Um, if I'm feeling really frustrated, I usually just have to kind of take a step back, uh, maybe just uh, step into the other room, just sit there for a moment, kind of rid my brain of anything that might be bothering me and just focus on like one thing and then slowly bring it all back. And usually after I do that, I come back in and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. We can do this now. It's I got it all figured it out. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you pick the map room? I love that studio. Oh, um, well, when I was first recording my um, album, uh, we just kind of stumbled upon the map room. And then after doing it, I just, I love working with uh, Josh there. He's amazing. Um, and I've gone to him ever since with everything I've ever recorded. He's just awesome. I love the way that he interprets what I have. He... Um, does what I'm wanting and what I'm hearing, but can give me little tips like, oh, what about this? I'm like, that's awesome. I didn't even think of that. So it's awesome to work with him. There's horror stories of musicians going into (laughs) studios and just, they can't feel the vibe. They don't Mm. know what's going on. And they go to another studio and the whole time, at least the fix was in their head that it was the room. But if you have a producer in a room that you like and you like what they're doing, you can make some magic happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- let me ask you, though, you didn't submit No Difference for us to play tonight. I didn't. Um, it's fine. The songs you submitted are fantastic. <laughs> I was just wondering wondering why. Um, well, I love No Difference. It was really hard to kind of pick from um, my most like recent three was what I was trying to kind of figure out. And I ended up choosing the other two just because I felt like they did more things. They're contrasting. Yeah, yeah they showcase more of... Uh, just more of the stuff that I like to put in songs. They're both very different, and they showcase different aspects of me, I think, more. Um, not that No Difference is not, you know, but... Yeah, it is a big range that you've submitted tonight, for sure. Uh, I think we've got some activity on the talk board. Do you want to read one of those other questions that just came in for us? Oh, sure. Hang on one second. I actually... Since it's got your hashtag woman crush on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay. A shout-out again to Terry Briggs uh, for being so active on the talk board. We appreciate it. So we've got uh, the hash, the woman crush movement seems to be happening at the right place and time. How do you think the industry as a whole can improve upon supporting women in the industry? All right. Well, I talk about this a lot, so <laughs> I'm going to let my uh, our guests over here answer oh. first. <laughs> um, Jojo. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that we could be doing. I feel like a lot of times guys get more attention when um, like 
having music being played or like getting booked for shows um and like video clicking I know pretty much everyone I talk to they're like oh like I like this video and I clicked on it because like the guy was cute and I'm like okay well we could click on videos with women too who are also absolutely amazing so why don't we do that as well you know Mm -hmm. So I think definitely that's one of the big things. I think maybe just like booking people like women more. I feel like Women Crush Music is definitely um, helping with that too. So we try. <laughs> Josephine? Oh man, there are so many. It's uh, another loaded question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, I think there's so many things that uh, we could do. I think the overall just kind of mentality is still a little shifted and mm-hmm. I think just working towards um, changing that mindset of, of industries with uh, men and women and figuring out a balance there some way to just kind of get rid of anything that might create an unbalance or an, an unfairness or something yeah definitely those are awesome answers ladies um I am first going to say that I am it's just kind of crazy how I don't know if it's the times or you both are just a lot smarter and aware than than I was when I was your age because my first like you're both completely aware of the status of the music industry and Mm -hmm. how women are treated differently and xyz things um I don't think my aha moment of like when I first got hit with like that oh like I'm a woman and I'm treated differently I don't think it hit me until I was 19 years old (laughs) and you're both a few years younger than that and so first of all I'm super super impressed with you both and I think that I think that this is sad um that you have to go through this at such a young age but also I think it's great that that the younger like younger people are realizing it um because I think awareness is key um and if anyone has any doubts about what we're talking about they can just look at the grammy statistics from this year yeah yeah. Um, I don't want to start throwing things in the studio, so maybe we should change the topic. Collective of eye roll in the studio is crazy. Um, but, you know, since we're talking about this, um, I think Luke should um, say some things about this because he is the only dude right now. <laughs> Not putting you on the spot or anything, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it goes much further than artists because we have some top-notch female sound engineers in town as well and they'll get the side eye when they're helping somebody you know put the back load on the stage and running mics and all this stuff one thing i have found is it's exactly that there almost is this mentality that if there's a female artist on the road or booking shows she needs either more women as a counterpart or like a male caretaker whether it's a band member or a manager and like you said ashley it's horrible that we have to have this conversation so my advice uh, for the successful women in town that i've seen do it they just ignore all of that Mm -hmm. josephine you said it was the the mental state the mentality your mental approach and that's a hundred percent it i think when you stand up for yourself and it's unfortunate you have to go through that awkward confrontation the first time with someone who isn't sharp yet um you train them you know and i think that's what we're going through right now society's being retrained to rethink about the way we treat each other and other genders and people outside of our circle and people inside our circle uh that's my two cents i think if you're a strong artist and you stand up for your art that'll push through any obstacles that you've got Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, thank you for submitting. Talk yeah, board. thank you so much for submitting that on the talk board. Um, we're looking back now at the PDX Spotlight playlist. Jojo, you brought up Ed Sheeran earlier. Yes. He's got uh, a nice collection of records these days. Yes, he does. And a nice cameo on Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> why did you pick the A-Team as his influential pick? I picked that one because that was the first song I heard. It was the first song. Um, it played on the radio one day, and I, yeah, it just changed my opinion. Like I said earlier about like everything, it changed my perspective, my mindset. I was having like a really hard time back in middle school with like friends in the way like I felt like I was being treated with music, um, and just hearing that song, and then looking him up, listening to his albums, and like all that stuff. I realized like yeah. I can do it like this is everything I want just like in like one record and then like I listen to multiply and like yeah yeah <laughs> it keeps getting better yeah it just keeps getting better so would you say he's the artist that helped you find your tribe in the real world yeah I That's think so fantastic well right on this is an influence of Jojo Scott this is Ed Sheeran with the A-Team here on Sounds of PDX The A-Team by Ed Sheeran, an influence of JoJo Scott. She's been my guest tonight with Ashley Kervabon of Woman Crush Music and another great singer-songwriter, Josephine Relly, is on the show with us tonight. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the details again of the show that's coming up this Sunday. It's Woman Crush PDX Future Boss Ladies. That's going to be taking place. It's called the February Showcase, but we've got it at the Jade Lounge, the Tried and Chew Jade Lounge. Uh, who is on the bill this Sunday? Um, so we've got uh, these two lovely ladies, uh, Jojo Scott and Josephine Riley. We've got uh, Liana Bruce um, and Angelina. I don't remember her last name um, because I think she just goes by Angelina. Um, but yeah, very, very, very excited because these two um, are very active in the in the music community, and I'm always seeing their names, um, playing gigs and whatnot. The other two are very, very, very um, baby artists, is what I like to call them, and so they don't have anything really out in the open yet. And so, you know, part of my goal as the you know founder and director of Woman Crush is to really support these baby artists as well and make sure that they know they have a safe space to play. Um, and you know, who knows, collaborations can happen, right? It's uh, happened time and time again with the older Woman Crush artists where I see um, people collaborating after the show or playing gigs together, writing songs together, whatever, whatever. So you never know. You two ladies might release a song together next. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm down. One thing I see, <laughs> collaborations are happening it's here. Happened. It's already happening. It's already happened. <laughs> listen to this someday in your documentary retrospective um, <laughs> but one thing i find that's really odd and correct me if i'm wrong and i think this is changing in this day and age but there's this weird dynamic where a group of kids you know five boys in high school have no problem knocking at dante's or these other venues because they want to get in and play mm -hmm. you can also get a 16 year old boy with an acoustic guitar doing the same thing does it seem like there's a weird double standard that solo female artists that are underage do not want to go play shows on their own or they just don't know how? I mean, you've just been in that situation. Can you speak to that? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot, like, before I feel like the summer, uh, this last summer, a lot of times, like, I was told just, like, oh, you're, like, a solo artist. Like, you can't do anything. Like, you probably can't even play, like, a song by yourself. Like, 
all that type of stuff. Um, they just didn't think that you could do it without a band. Um, so I think you just kind of have to go for it and like prove the people wrong. Especially this day and age with yeah. loopers. There's so many possibilities, yeah. <laughs> whether it's backing tracks, looping, mm -hmm. you know, stripped down instrumentation. Yeah. It's a really good advice. Um, what was the first open mic or show that you played? <laughs> do you recall? <laughs> oh my gosh. It Okay, well, when I was little, I did like a bunch of performances. Uh, elementary school, I did all the talent shows. Um, I started off taking guitar lessons at Five Star Guitar and they did like quarterly recitals. So I did, I did my first one in fifth grade with them, but I had been performing before that. And then, I don't know, I just, I did Insomnia open mic, that's a coffee shop. Uh, I did Pizzeria, then uh, Solace 1905, Influence Hall, just a bunch of them. Um, and then I play a lot of shows like by myself. Great advice. So you would say maybe uh, open mics are a good way to get your yeah, foot in the door too? Definitely. Yeah, you've been playing a lot of really good shows. That's that's really good. Josephine, how about you? How did you get your foot into the live arena? Oh, man. Um, well, I started taking lessons from Joseph Conti. Little name drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's listening too. Uh, but uh, after that, he introduced me to kind of this open mic that he set up at uh, a little place in Sherwood called uh, 503 Uncorked um, and so I started kind of playing at the open mic with some of the other students and that slowly evolved and after that was kind of when I started to play more maybe some wineries and some of the uh, festivals and stuff that happen um, in the summer and one thing led to another and it just kind of grew. <laughs> one time I was at a winery sitting outside beautiful scenery and I had this realization because they didn't have a live performer it was a little bit early in the day, but over their backyard PA, they were playing Leonard Skinnerd. I was like, if you can listen to Skinnerd at a venue like this, <laughs> anybody can come out and share music. And that was my thought. So you could have, you know, throwback 50s sound and stuff to acoustic hip hop that mm -hmm. I think just people want to have music and, mm -hmm. and relate to it. Yeah. Um, and Josephine, your, your influences have been all over the board. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so another timeless sound that you brought into the playlist is Sway by Michael Bublé. Oh, yes. Uh, killer vocalist, mm. super funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and it was like four or five years ago, he had a live Christmas special that was surprisingly fantastic. <laughs> uh, it was really good. Uh, so why'd you bring this to the show tonight? Um, I just love how he kind of brings that whole big band sound because I don't feel like a lot of people are doing that at all. And I personally am in love with the big band sound. I think it's so just gorgeous and his voice is amazing and everything he just, I don't know, it just has a certain vibe to it that you just can't help but just love it. Yeah. I think the big band thing is gonna come back. It's oh, I hope come so. Back. Yeah. I, really I want is. to play with the big band so bad. Yeah, Brian Setzer uh, was just here in December and the Brian Setzer's orchestra is one of the best live shows I've ever seen, but they pretty much only tour make their money, you know, October through December. Uh, I, like you, Ashley, would like the return of that. Uh, so we're going to play Michael Buble here on the PDX Spotlight playlist. Before we do that, I want to give you a reminder, if you want to join the conversation on PRP.FM, you can say hello on the talk board. I've had a lot of listeners tonight chiming in. Thank you so much in keeping the conversation going. Uh, so here it is, Michael Buble, an influence of Josephine Relly here on Sounds of PDX.
That is Sean Mendez, and this is Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. You are enjoying Sounds of PDX, which you can find here every Tuesday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Before we hop back into our interview with Ashley Curvabon, Josephine Relly, and JoJo Scott, just want to give you a quick reminder about some of the shows that are coming up here on Portland Radio Project. Uh, every Wednesday night, you can hear Subculture with Veronica Bezesti, always a great playlist. Throwing it back Thursdays with Bob Knowles every Thursday morning from 7 to 10 p.m., uh, and then the listening party uh, with me Thursday afternoons from 4 to 6 p.m. Lots to tune into. If you go to PRP.FM, we can give you the show rundown. Uh, you can see what we've got going on there. And you could say hello on the talk board, just like Carol Maxwell did. Uh, thank you so much. Glad you're here, Carol. Hope you are enjoying the show. Uh, JoJo, we just listened to Sean Mendez. Yes. <laughs> an artist that is, I think, currently going through an evolution, like... The yeah. stuff he released last year is like next level mm-hmm. electronic production on top of what he's been doing really well. Yeah. Uh, why did you pick Strings? That's an awesome single. Yeah, so I picked that one. Well, okay, I loved the first album and I love the second album too. So I was like, what should I pick? What would best represent like how I feel about like his music and like what represents kind of what I like to do too. And I just felt like that song, it was like, acoustic more acoustic stuff it kind of just it fits like the vibe that i'm going for with some of my new stuff that um i'm recording at the rye room right now so yeah shout out to matt greco yeah he's awesome yeah <laughs> shout out to both the grecos yeah for real. this is true yeah kelsey's definitely involved at the rye room uh when we get into a uh, little bit later in the hour mm-hmm. when we're talking about uh some of your newer music i do want to talk about your production experience uh mm-hmm. with matt but we're going to save that till the end of the show um i do want to shift gears a little bit because next on the playlist is a world artist that josephine brought in uh zaz yeah yeah zaz so before we hop into this Talk to me about how you all curate music because I'm interested to see how music comes into people's lives. This is obviously a world artist. Um, doesn't sound like they're from the Dalles or anything here in town. So, uh, Jojo, how do you curate music? Is it like word of mouth from friends? Or are you cruising through Spotify? Um, it's both. I definitely have a lot of people like recommending me music, whether it's friends or like siblings or any of that. Um, And then I definitely just like to go online and just look up new stuff because I like to support more underground artists as well as like bigger artists too, so. I'm a big fan of that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Josephine, how about you? Um, I love uh, finding new music and new artists to just like fall in love with basically. And so I love to just go on to places where I can kind of randomly have songs just play, songs that I don't even know and just kind of listen and get inspired by new things and maybe find some new favorites and I definitely have a lot of people in my life too that show me things that I've never heard of before I'm like oh I didn't know this existed that's awesome Mm -hmm. so how did Zazz land on your playlist oh well I am a huge linguistics nerd (laughs) (laughs) I love language so much and um I am learning French sort of (laughs) I'm trying and uh when I was doing that I wanted to find a way to kind of learn, but with something I'm passionate about. And so I just kept researching. And when I stumbled upon her, I'm like, oh, this sound is amazing. She's so unique. Her voice is awesome. And I love just the style that she gives with her music. Yeah, there's this, I'm going to date myself, but there's this wonderful South American band um, that opened for Santana called Ozo Motley. And they have that type. Don't you love Ozo Motley? Uh, This has that like, 
especially in headphones, that sonic quality. Uh, I think this is called The Peasants by Zaz. An influence. Les Les okay, see. <laughs> You're taking the lessons, I'm not. <laughs> she said it best. It's the influence of Josephine Relly here on Sounds of PDX. The Amy Winehouse, that's <laughs> Valerie here on Sounds of PDX. You all missed the best show here in studio. <laughs> all three of my guests were singing for us. So thank you for doing that. Well done. <laughs> um, we just want to give uh, quick thanks to all of our listeners who are streaming us right now on PRP.FM or our mobile app. But a quick reminder, we are now with, with uh, Next Radio FM, so you can download them iOS or Android, you can set PRP as one of your favorites, so when you open the app, we will be right there to bring you great local and independent music. Uh, I've got Ashley Curvabon in studio with us as well. Uh, you said Valerie was your karaoke tune? <laughs> yes, it is. So it's Josephine's influence in your karaoke uh, tune. My karaoke tune, that and uh, Mercy by Duffy. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that is an epic song. Josephine, why did you pick that one from Amy Winehouse? Oh, man, I, I think just the reason why I picked it is the reason why everyone loves it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also one of the first kind of main songs that I learned to do and I just enjoy doing it so much. I get, you get to express uh, the way you sing and how you feel so much in the song. I, I love how it has so much room to just be creative with it. And she, we should know, that's the live recording from the BBC Studio One, mm -hmm. like just stellar. She's a she's a timeless artist and uh, obviously we miss her. Wish she would have made some more music, but the music she did make impacted so many oh, artists yeah. that I speak to. Um, I wanna shift gears to a little bit of a lighter note, Josephine, in uh, the last couple months, you've introduced a new family member. Is it a Scottish fold kitten? <laughs> is oh, that who man, that is? Oh man, you did do research. I did. Uh, yeah. a, I, I got cats too. I love cats. I was like, she has a Scottish fold. <laughs> yes, his name is Finn. Adorable. He's he's so fun. He steals all of my food though, <laughs> so that's annoying. But he's so cute, and I love him so much. So art is pretty much, you know, always with artists. You know, they're always thinking about their craft. They're always trying to improve or jot down ideas. Other than relaxing with your cat, what do you? What are some of the other things you do as an artist to decompress to kind of reset yourself? Um, well, I love reading. I love books so much, and kind of just falling in love with different stories and worlds and everything about books is amazing to me. And it really helps me get inspired as well. Uh, I get to take a kind of a step back from all of the sometimes chaos of <laughs> the music, and um, but I still can pull from what I read in my music. Uh, I also love um, doing other forms of kind of art. I love drawing, um, writing as well. Uh, yeah, just lots of art things. That's cool. <laughs> have you ever written a song for a fictional character? I have. <laughs> I had to ask. That's really cool. I have a song. Um, actually, I have a few songs. Uh, well, I have things based around fictional things. Well stories, uh, no difference, uh, for example, is I mainly based it off of the Huck Finn story. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then I have another song off of my first album, Odds of Us, which I wrote kind of based off of the Odyssey. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, Jojo, how about you? What do you do to relax? Because uh, you're in school right now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you're juggling a lot as an artist and a student. Yeah. It's definitely a lot, but 
making it work, kind of. <laughs> More <laughs> than trying. making it work, you're killing it, I think. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Are you readers? Well, I see your uh, water jug has two of my favorites, Batman and Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I really like superheroes. Um, Superman's one of my favorites. I like to watch movies, and I also like to read. Uh, so I do that to kind of decompress, but my mind's always like working. So while I'm watching a movie or I'm reading a book, I'm always thinking of, oh, well, since it's about this, could I write a song about that? Stuff like that all the time. Tough <laughs> I'm question. Saying, future, future boss ladies are here. I know, <laughs> That's what I'm they're saying. so far ahead of the game. <laughs> but I do have a tough question for you, Jojo. Okay. If you're on a desert island, Mm-hmm. You can only pick one movie franchise. Do you mm-hmm. pick DC or Marvel? Oh my god! Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot oh, to think. Her. Okay. Well, <laughs> she was and, I'll, and I'll give you the Christopher <laughs> Nolan Batman movies to go on the DC side <laughs> to help that argument. Mm, that's that's a very tough question. I told you it was going to be tough. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I would just I think I might have to go with. Marvel, okay. but like also DC is like really good too. But like some of the past movies that I've seen of DC like haven't been my favorite. But like they've come out with some really good ones recently too. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like hard. I think right now just the amount of Marvel movies I would have to pick that yeah. for the Desert Island. Sorry, my ner- my nerdy questions for you. I watch all those shows on Netflix. I binge all of them. So yeah, it's nice these days. Like Guardians of the Galaxy just showed up on Netflix, yeah, and I'm like, this was just in day. theaters. Yeah. Like it's so weird. Yeah, but it's also great because, like, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a wonderful day and age we live in. Uh, well, thank you for sharing with me how you balance your, your art and mental sanity. Um, <laughs> Jojo, the last influence we have on the playlist tonight is actually a song that you submitted, uh, Daniel Caesar's Streetcar. Yes. Cool song. I wasn't familiar with this artist. Super great. Yeah. Very great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Daniel Caesar. My sister showed him to me a few two summers ago. So he was like kind of not as big as he is now. He was actually just nominated for best R&B album of the year at the Grammys. Oh, right on. Um, and one of his songs was nominated as the best R&B song at the Grammys too. Uh, but yeah, I just have really been drawing from his music. I love how he plays with melodies and chords, um, diminished chords and seventh chords and harmonies and just how he adds pieces of like the real world into his music other than just music so like sounds from like off the street or like train tracks and like the chugga 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 Mm -hmm. you know that type of stuff um yeah he's just been really inspirational and I'm in love with all his music. <laughs> and I, that's why I wanted to isolate this song because he's got a bunch of cool auxiliary stuff going on at the end. It's almost like an outro, but it feels yeah. very real. Um, so yeah. I, I am going to let that play through. I love when artists do that and kind of bring you into their creative process or yeah. the environment in which uh, they're living in. So, um, yeah, I can see influences of him now on especially Loose Change. Yeah. Like that's directly influenced from that type of music. Yeah, definitely. Um the song Streetcar, particularly, uh, I really enjoy. Um, I connect with it, too. Part of the chorus is, like, um, I hopped in a cab and I'll pay my fare. See, I know my destination. I'm just not there. And I really relate to that with music because, you know, I'm paying my prices. I'm doing all this to, like, help me become successful because I know where I want to go with it. Um, I just think that lyrics, for me, are one of the 
top things in songs like if the lyrics aren't good I probably won't like the song and just with all his music all the lyrics have some meaning to it and everyone can take the meaning differently which I really enjoy well said that's a perfect analogy of how, to, <laughs> how you should process lyrics. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. This is our last influence of the night on the PDX Spotlight playlist. You just heard her talk about it. This is Daniel Caesar with Streetcar. Let me know. Do I still got time? Don't go Daniel Caesar with Streetcar here on Sounds of PDX. Uh, JoJo said that he has a bunch of weird stuff going on at the end. That wasn't so <laughs> weird. I think that's really cool. So yeah. the end of that song brings me into the original music part of uh, the evening. And that was a segue I wanted to create with this ambiance and obviously something he just felt like. I'm sure a producer or someone in the band was like, are you sure you want to put this weird noise? So where do you as an artist decide to stick to your guns from an integral standpoint because we're we're writing music for people to listen to yeah so you can't just put whatever out there but yeah what do you how do you perceive that as an artist well i perceive it as um if i want to listen to it then there's got to be someone else there who wants to listen to it i think that music really it should be your own music should be what you want and how you want it because if it's not that then what's the point of it uh, like I write music because I love doing it. I love the songs that I create. I love creating songs. Um, and I know that somewhere there's got to be a few people who will love the songs as well. That's a, another brilliant Plain answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wise words. Uh, Josephine, how about you? Um, I got so like lost in your amazing <laughs> answer i totally forgot what the question was so the, the the thought is you know what do you take into the studio or where do you draw the line between i've got to make something that's listenable uh, mm -hmm. and but also true to yourself well i'm kind of notorious for doing lots of weird things when i write things like i put in three key changes in one song because i don't know i kind of just go with what i hear and what i think feels or it's like sounds and feels the best. I love to just, I wanna make sure that uh, the emotion and the message that I'm trying to put across actually gets there. And I feel like sometimes when I try to change a song so it maybe is like, oh, well, this one will probably get more people to listen to it. It's a little more simplistic that the meaning kind of gets lost in there. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not, yeah. it's not me as much as it would be if I did three key changes and don't sure. really made it weird so so how did a song like give me a break come to you how long ago did you write this thing um last when did i write wow uh, <laughs> last year a little maybe like september okay or something i could be totally wrong <laughs> stellar vocal track um did you do this at the map room as well I did. Yeah. okay cool yeah um so what inspired this one ultimately um well i was kind of just playing around with some sounds and then I loved the whole just like the f fiddle sound just came to me I'm like I want to write a song where a fiddle can go in it and then mm. I was trying to just think of some cool kind of sassy song type of thing and um, basically the whole uh, song goes through this um, person who is talking about how they need someone so much and the whole song is about how much they need them and why and then the end is that total 
switch around because it's just I don't need you anymore. Uh, and so I wanted kind of just like that awesome uh, message to come through because I feel like I've gone through some things where I've uh, been like, oh, I need this, I need this. And then when you take a step back, you're like, I don't need this. I'm fine. So I wanted to put that in the song. The music video really portrays that as well. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you, Ashley, talk about your impressions of this song. Um, well, first of all, I was what I was going to say a few seconds ago when you were talking about just like how you create music and stuff. I feel like Josephine was a classical composer in her past life or something like <laughs> yeah. that because yep, yep. of how many sections there are in her songs, like the different movements of like a classical person. I, you know, I really appreciate this kind of like out of the box creating because um, when I was your age, I went to a music high school and I was in an orchestra for four years. So um, I definitely appreciate that kind of thinking. Um, and so Give Me a Break was actually the first song um, that I heard of Josephine's really, um, like in terms of like new material. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is really, really different from a lot of the other stuff I've heard from her. And I applaud you for doing something like that. And you know, um, exclusive information for PRP listeners again. Um, <laughs> Josephine and I have been talking about doing a summer anthem kind of track together. Right on. <laughs> um, and so I just, you know, 16 years old, trying new things. Like, I think that's pretty impressive. So <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really good news. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny, Josephine. I think this is a good example for our listeners uh, just to see the maturity in your music and also uh, the sonic quality you have, you could do like NPR Tiny Desk or a festival. Like your music <laughs> can fit in anywhere. It's mm -hmm. it's really fantastic. Pleased to play it for you, everyone out there in PRP land. Hit us up on the talk board. Let us know what you think. This is Josephine Relly with Give Me a Break.
Lovely sounds of my special guest, Josephie Relly. Sorry, I, I was like, I've, I've done your name so well all night long. <laughs> mess it up on that one. Uh, really cool. Thank you for bringing that track in. I, I do uh, like some of the other songs uh, that you have on Spotify, but this one's like uh, right in your wheelhouse, upbeat, introductory song. I think uh, the fans definitely dig it. Uh, next on the playlist, I wanted to shift gears. Uh, we'll talk to Jojo about a newer song she's got coming out called Growing Up. A little yeah. bit different speed uh, than Josephine's song that we just heard. Uh, I love the recording and I love your approach. Mm -hmm. I'm a big singer-songwriter fan. Yeah. So tell the listeners what they're about to hear and what inspired this song. Yeah, so uh, this song, Growing Up, I wrote for the Acoustic Guitar Project, which is a worldwide project, and they have different cities that they choose songwriters from every year. So this year for Portland, uh, I was nominated by Andre Middleton from Friends of Noise, who is an awesome person. He's so nice, um, and Friends of Noise is a great organization, but he uh, basically helped me get into this project, and so I was one of the five very amazing, talented songwriters. Um, to be part of it and so I got one week to write a song record it live um, and no editing to it at all so yeah this is that version I'm actually going into the studio re-recording it so then I also have a more put together version um, yeah but I basically wrote this song about what it's like to have two older siblings um, who are both out of the house who basically what my one sibling is 10 years older than me and then my other sibling is seven years older than me so there's a pretty large gap and it kind of just explains how i was feeling um how i am feeling how i feel like i'm kind of removed from where they're at so yeah she's made a record of how she feels and that's why they were called records back in the day <laughs> as in a record of people playing music in a room which is exactly what you've done on this song is this the uh, radio debut of growing up Yes, it is. So cool. And are you going to go back to the Rye Room to track this? Yes, I am. Good choice. Wonderful so choice. I just want to say something before you play that, because I just talked up Josephine a bunch. So now I feel like I want to talk Jojo <laughs> up a bunch. Yes, what I think Josephine is doing by like trying different things um, is really awesome and really brave of her at such a young age. I think also knowing who you are as a songwriter and an artist at such a young age is also very, very impressive because let me tell you, I am 26 years old and I still have no idea who can tell you. How many different songs do I write? I'm just like, yo, yo, what do you think? This is true. What do you think? Oh, not good? All right, let me try again. So, so I'm just saying, all right, take it away, JoJo, yeah. growing up. Brilliant. I know the listeners will enjoy this. Uh, this is Growing Up by JoJo Scott here on Portland Radio Project. Mm -hmm. 
Josephine Relly here on Sounds of PDX. She's been my special guest tonight alongside Ashley Curvabon and Jojo Scott. Uh, Terry Briggs on the talk board said it best. Beautiful work, Josephine and Jojo. Uh, talk to me about Make a Change. What a cool song. Yeah, um, so Make a Change. I wrote uh, that song because I really wanted to encompass kind of just like how I felt about the world and just how um, we've kind of treated it and how we need to start treating it. Um, and so I wanted to make it subtle, but not at the same time in, within the song, uh, something you could listen to and just kind of be like, okay, yeah, cool. But then if you really listen to the words, you find that inner meaning. Um, and I just, uh, I'm vegan. So that's another one of those things that I really strongly believe in. And so this uh, song has that meaning for me as well. And shout out to your drummer. I loved Caleb's yeah, work on Caleb that. Yeah, Caleb Davies. Really super good stuff. He's awesome. Uh, well, we're, we're at the last song of the evening, and I want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, we're going to be playing JoJo's single, Loose Change. Is this your latest release? Yeah, it's actually my first one, my latest one. Right got on. lots more coming. <laughs> and you, uh, you've also got a, another... Uh, single coming out, you're gonna go in and, and record Growing Up, uh, but yeah. this is your current single right now. Your producer that you worked with on this was Cody Marsh? Yes, Cody correct? Marsh. Yeah. yeah, talk to us about the process working with Cody on this. Yeah, so I wrote this song uh, when I was like in eighth grade, I think, and then we went back, we kept the chorus, we wrote, rewrote the verses um, just to make it fit better, then we produced it into something that I really enjoy listening to. Like, I never expected my music to take a turn in that way, but I really like it. Um, it definitely reflects on a bunch of music that I listen to um, myself, so I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Follow this path. It's super genuine. I think your voice and your playing is is just fantastic in this wheelhouse. Thank you so much. And that goes for both of you. Like you're both reaching um, as songwriters and an artist, trying to reach out to people. And like I I definitely connect with your music. You're both mm -hmm. doing different things, but it's so genuine. Uh, Ashley, any parting words for these two? Um, I just want to say that I'm probably going to cry <laughs> as I do every, if you want to come see me cry, please, uh, you can, uh, check out more information on how to see these ladies on Sunday, um, on our Facebook page at Woman Crush Music or, um, on our website. Um, and I'm just so incredibly proud to be surrounded by these young and talented musicians. And thank you so much, Luke, for having us. My pleasure. And supporting Woman Crush. It has been a blast having you all here. Josephine, Jojo, any parting words for your friends and fans before we let you out into the evening? Um, I would just like to say thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, and if anyone listening is enjoying like my music and anything they've heard, they can find me at JoJo Scott Music on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll also put your links up on the talk awesome. board when we get the podcast published. We'll be sure to link everything for your Spotify as well. Josephine, any shout outs, goodbyes? Um, just this was an awesome experience. And thank you so much for having me here and all of us here. This is awesome. And yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was my <laughs> pleasure. It was it was great to represent on Valentine's Day. Uh, Woman Crush <laughs> Music here in PDX. Ashley, thanks again for bringing these wonderful singer-songwriters to Thank my attention. Time. I'm sure we're going to work together in the future. So. Uh, upcoming yeah, singles awesome. and shows. You can listen to PRP to find out what JoJo and Josephine are doing. Uh, so until next time, we're going to leave you with Loose Change by JoJo Scott. I've been your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to discover and support local music. Have a great night.
On Portland Radio Project. Let us know about your new favorites at prp.fm.